Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. Before you sit down, turn around and say, get ready. Get ready. Hallelujah. Go ahead and grab a seat. Amen. As we said, amen, after service, there is a, 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 some a barbecue pork, 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 barbecue, pulled pork sandwiches, amen, with uh, chips and drinks, amen, uh, $6 a plate, all supporting missions, so if you can't stay around and, and uh, be part of that, join us, amen. Uh, also, uh, we're looking for help. I mean, know that the church always looks for help. Hallelujah, amen. You know, we seem to be volunteering everyone else. Everywhere else but the church. And, and, and we need a help in the cafe, so we're trying to restructure our cafe right now, and, and, and uh, we need some help there. So uh, we, we want you to come. Uh, next Sunday we're going to have a short meeting if you want to be part of that, of coming and serve. Uh, sometimes you're thinking the expectations here. Uh, you don't have to be here right at 930. Well, we just need you to show up, you know, uh, by 10 or something, or, or, or we can work things out. It will help serve uh, the cafe uh, as you serve and as you give, you know, maybe sometimes we can't give too much to the missions. This is a place where you can give of yourself to raise money for missions. And so uh, uh, next Sunday, if you want to be part of that, join us in room two after service. And we're going to talk real quickly and see if we can kind of fit you in, amen, to serve some coffee and to smile and, and, uh, and just uh, and support missions, amen. And so we, we want you to be part of that uh, and I think it's about it. I, I thought I had something else, but I, it kind of just went away. And so if, it, if it's not, if I can remember right now, then it, it's not really that important. But, but the help for a cafe is needed. Oh, also help for the nursery. Uh, you know, we, our, our classrooms always need help and teachers. And so if that's something that's inside of you, uh, please see me, uh, see myself, uh, see Sister Angie. That's a part of the nursery, uh, Sister Des in the middle class and Sister Elizabeth in the older class. And uh, see if you'd like to be part of our teachers group, amen, team, amen, of, of uh, preparing our, our young people. And I, I thank God for the Sunday school teachers. You know, for some of us, amen, we grew up in church and we had Sunday school teachers. And we've learned some of the basic things of, of, the, of the gospel that help us uh, as we become adults. So that's a very vital, important part of reaching our generation of our young people, amen. So if that's in your heart, amen, please come see us, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good. And all the time, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I'm back, amen. Now, this is my first Sunday ministering. That It's been like a month, amen. But uh, it's been refreshing, so it's been a good time for me for rest, for me and my wife, a little getaway. And I thank you guys once again for uh, the gifts and the cards, amen, the gift cards and things like that that you've given us, amen, uh, showing your appreciation to, to, to us. And so uh, we take it, hallelujah, and receive it, amen, and, and may God bless you. And, uh, and God will bless it back to you a hundredfold, amen. So we're just so blessed, amen. If you were here around a month ago, I ministered a message entitled, This is Crazy. Let me remember that. Come on, this is crazy. And I want to say on the subject of prayer, prayer is a really a big key to our success. If you want to be successful in the kingdom of God, you want to be successful as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, 
How many know that prayer has to be a vital part of our lives? Can somebody say amen? Come on. Prayer moves the hand of God. Amen. Prayer. God answers prayers. Come on. Some of you guys are answered prayer. Come on. Look at somebody. Say, you're an answered prayer. Come on, whether it's a grandma or, 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 or a dad or mom that was praying for you or a cousin, aunt, whatever it is, prayer is what brought you to the house of God. Prayer is why you're here today still, because God prays. We continue to pray. we got to pray to work this out. you got to work out your salvation in fear and trembling, but prayer helps us. Prayer is the plumb line. Come on, somebody. But it's also a, a true measure of a person. There is no great, there is no greater uh, thing than than a, a person that has prayer in their life. There, there's nothing greater than prayer life. If you really want to be successful as a disciple of Jesus Christ, and there are going to be times when God will challenge you, or God will say, or God, you feel Him telling you to do something, Amen, or, or He's going to do this miracle in your life, Amen, and you'll say to yourself, "This is crazy." How, how, how are you going to do that? It, it doesn't really add up. And there are times that you need to stop doing the math. And you just have to pray and trust God. Other, in other words, be still. Be still. Tell your neighbor, chill. I remember that, that name, amen, chill. Chill out. I mean, it's something, I don't know what, what, what generation or what what what. Uh, uh, a decade that came out of it, man, you need to just chill. I think, I think uh, Brother Dan had in his, in his song, you remember that? You just need to chill. Remember that part in him? You know, it, chill sounds pretty cool, huh? Brother Dan was pretty cool, amen, hallelujah. Come on, think, come on, he was a pretty cool guy, a cool cat, you know. But sometimes, you know, we got to be reminded that you just need to chill. You need to just be still and trust God. Listen. Your job, somebody say my job, your job isn't to crush, crush the numbers, amen, and make sure that it adds up to the will of God. Because when God enters the equation, his output will always exceed your input. God will always blow your mind. The little that you give him, you receive so much more on the other side. And so you got to just take steps. These are steps of faith. Whether they're baby steps, whatever you take, take steps forward in God and watch him blow your mind. Come on, somebody. Your job is to circle around your prayers. And God will multiply the miracles in your life. And this morning, amen, I want to minister a message entitled, Ask and Receive. Ask. And receive. You, if you want to receive something, how many know that you need to ask? Come on, right? You ain't going to receive anything unless you don't ask. Amen. If you want something from a, uh, if you're ordering food, amen, how many know that you got to ask what you want in order to receive that? Amen. We, how many are familiar with this kind of screen right here? What does it, re it resemble? What it comes to mind when you see this? Google. Google search, amen. Come on, how many, how many know that we use Google for everything? All we simply have to say is Google, just like this. I can ask Google, Google, what's the temperature outside? It's 72 degrees in Las Vegas right now. And you can thank Google, Ceres, Alexa, 
I mean, we can go to these things, and we come to them, we ask, and what do we get? We receive. We receive an answer, amen. And, and uh, you know, it's amazing that, that there's a lot of input in Google, in the Word of God, in certain things, amen. But how many know that Google don't know everything? Come on, somebody. Come on, you got to understand, Siri doesn't know everything. I remember asking Siri sometimes, and he said, I don't know. And I said, you're dumb. And she answers some smart goes, that's your opinion. But there are certain things that, that, that they cannot come up with the answer. There are certain things that, that Alexa is not going to know. Amen. There are certain things that, that Sirius is not going to know. But how many know that we as disciples of Jesus, God, uh, of Jesus Christ must go to God and ask? We go everywhere else, but we don't ask God. We go to Sirius. We, we, we go to Google. We go to our friends that are from the world. We, we go to our friends that are worldly for advice for us. And there's something wrong there. We have to go to God. And we have to ask. See, the promise is, ask, and you will what? Receive, right? That's what the Word of God says, amen, in Luke chapter 11. I want you to turn there. Luke 11, verse 9 and 10. I'm reading out the New Living Translation. And this is, Jesus here is speaking. And he says, so I tell you, keep on asking. Tell your neighbor, keep on asking. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you'll find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. The Message Bible puts it like this. Here's what I'm saying. Ask and you'll get. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Listen, it goes on to say, don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask him for what you need. This is not a cat and mouse hide and seek game that we're in. Come on, somebody. Come on, you, you cannot bargain with God. You cannot ask him for something and say, well, I'll do this if you do this. Come on. Sometimes we, we try to bargain with God. You know, God, I, 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 I'll do this for you, but you got to give me this. And sometimes the things that we want to do is so much little from what we want to receive. And so we go to this place and God says, you know what? You got to just be up front. What is it that you want? What is it that you look? Don't, don't play this hide and seek. Don't play this game with me. Be direct. God says to ask. Come on now. Don't ask Google. Ask God. Because you have not because you. There is there's so many things. You know, people come to me wanting things and needing this. God, Pastor, I need this. I need this in my life. I want this. And I, want, and I said, do you ask God? And most of the time the answer is no. They're not going to God. They're not going to the source. They're not going to where we need to go in order to get what we're asking for. Don't play the game with God. Be direct with God in what you need. Come on, somebody. See, the promise is that he will answer your prayer. As long as it lines up to his will, as long as it's aligned to his throne, he will give you, listen, church, what you're asking for. Come on, somebody. In Luke chapter 11, verse 11 through 13, New Living Translation says this, Your fathers 
You fathers, if you ask, if your child asks for a fish, do you give them a snake? Well, maybe some fathers here. Or if you ask for, if they ask you for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if sinful people, these are worldly people, these are people away from God, if sinful people know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more will your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? See, even though good fathers, and I, I believe that there are some good fathers in this place, but I mean that good fathers make mistakes. Come on, somebody. But even through the mistakes, they still treat their children well. How much better will our perfect Heavenly Father treat us? Listen, if you want to pray for something in your life, I'm going to give you a heavy review right now. You know, sometimes we're praying for this, we're praying for the cars, we're praying for all this stuff and all that. Sometimes those are some needs that we need. But if you really want to pray for something, pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Come on, it's a promise to us. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, come on, this is the most important gift that God can ever give us. Amen. Was the Holy Spirit. And so if you pray for the Holy Spirit, let me tell you, he'll help you in your prayers. Come on. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, but you will receive power. Somebody say power. Come on, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit will show you how to pray. So when you ask in the Spirit, listen, when you ask in the Spirit, you will receive in the Spirit, which lines you up to His Spirit. It lines you up to His will. Matthew 6.33, NIV says this, but first seek His kingdom. Somebody say kingdom. His kingdom and His righteousness, and then all these things will be given to you as well. See, if your prayer church is lined up to the will of God, anything you ask, you're going to receive. Why? Because you're seeking his kingdom first. You're seeking his righteousness first. You're seeking these things. So long as God is in front of those things and things that you want or things that you need, let me tell you, as you're seeking his kingdom, those things will be given to you. Come on, somebody say amen. It's about seeking his kingdom first. Prayer involves kingdom business first. Not my will, but what? His will be done. Thy will be done, Lord. Not my will, not, not the way I want it, not the things I think I need, God. Whatever you want for my life, God. Not my will, but thy will. When you start to pray that way, church, things start to be given to you. Let me tell you, God is a generous God. He is, a, he is a giving father, and he's waiting to give good gifts to you. Come on, he has, he has presents with your name on it. And some of them are backdated years ago. But it's, it's been on a delay because you have not asked for it. You have been delayed, amen, because you're coming uh, with other motives and other ways, amen. And God says, I got this perfect gift for you that will take care of everything that you think that you need. This gift will supersede that. He has it for you, church. It's right there, and, and we simply got to ask. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13 says this. And, and you got to listen. This is, this is the Lord teaching the disciples how to pray. He's teaching them how to pray. And you got to look at this prayer because you see nothing in there that starts off, Lord, I need this. Lord, I, I want this. 
God, I, I, I want a I want a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, God, he's going to give you that, right, real. <laughs> but let me tell you, if you ask, and it's lined up to his will, you might just get that million bucks. But for most of us here, we probably go crazy and backslide. That's why you don't get it. <laughs> because God knows you already. Come on, I got a million bucks. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to work. Um, my prayers are answered. Hallelujah. He says, this is how you should pray. This is what Jesus is saying to us today. What he told his disciples back 2,000 years ago goes, this is in how you should pray. Our Father, somebody say our Father. In heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us of our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now that's the prayer. This is, this is how, you want to know how to pray? This is how you should pray. Come on, it's, it's about kingdom prayer. It's about kingdom business, amen. God is saying you need to align yourself first to him. Then, listen, then you can start to bring your petitions and your needs and your wants and everything else. See, when you pray that prayer first, our Father who art in heaven, holy be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. See, something shifts in our hearts. When you start to pray that sincerely, something has to shift in your heart. And so the things that you come selfishly sometimes kind of go away and say, that was kind of selfish what I'm going to ask right now. Because now you're starting to align yourself to God's will. And so when you pray for the Holy Spirit to be a part of you, then all of a sudden God starts to align that. And now you can start to ask certain things in a right manner. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help you guys here. You guys want to receive things? We got to pray. You got to ask. There's certain, there's certain ways that we need to ask. Amen. See, Jesus here is teaching us in Luke chapter 11. Everyone who asks, what do they get? They receive, right? It says everyone who asks receives. It's not only for those who are persistent. Come on, somebody. Come on. It says in verse 10, for everyone who asks, receives. This is not just for pastors. Come on, this is not just for those that are persistent in prayer and just seeking God. Come on, we know the widow. Remember the widow in Luke, uh, uh, Luke chapter 18? Remember how persistent she was? And the, and the judge says, you know what? Just give her what she wants because I'm, I'm tired of it. See, God's not saying that if you keep being persistent, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer those prayers. But it says, for everyone who asks the Father in prayer receives. Everyone. Everyone. It doesn't matter if you just got here. That's how good God is. Even if you just got saved, amen. Even if you just got into his prayer. If you ask, you receive. Somebody say ask. Somebody say receive. See, our daddy, our heavenly father, come on, is going to give you 
what we ask for. It's a promise, church. Otherwise, it's a lie. And how many know that he don't lie? <laughs> Let God be true in what? Every man a liar. God is true. Whatever, whatever he says is truth. Whatever he brings forth is truth. Whatever's inside this word, church, come on, is truth. Whatever he's speaking to you that he said he'll do it's truth, amen. You can take it to the bank, amen. It's coming. It's available to you, amen. If he says that you can be healed, guess what? It's truth, amen. He says, you know what? You can have a good marriage. It's truth, amen. As long as you apply the very principles of God in your life, the truth comes forth, and he will give you what you're asking for. So you got to keep circling that promise. How many have a promise that they're looking for? How many are looking for a promise they want to claim? Come on, the, the thing is, have you given up? Come on, you got to continue to be persistent sometimes. Uh, you got to continue to ask. Sometimes he just moves. I, I love being a new convert, amen, amen. I, I love when new converts get saved because God gives them everything they ask. Doesn't it seem like that? I said, God, I've been faithful for 10 years, and man, you haven't given me nothing. And sometimes he says, well, you haven't been asking. You've been busy. You've been doing my thing. Come on. We kind of feel like the big brother, amen, uh, that got uh, that, 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 the, the prodigal son, amen, who was working for the father while the other one took off. And he kept, you know, you never threw me a party, but did you ask for a party? I bet you he's never asked the father for a party. And this son of yours, you see how he changed the book? He don't even call him brother no more. This son of yours comes home and you throw him a party. Garden Asada, I get hot dogs. From R.C. Willie, and they're free. <laughs> you don't even pay. You they say we're going to take you get some food, and we're going to R.C. Willie's. But I bet you, listen, I bet you, if he would have asked the father for a party, he would have given it to him. See, we we get so. We get sometimes you got to watch out for that because when the new people come in, Amen. It's supposed to stir you up, not get you mad. Come on. Come on, don't look at him right now. You got to keep circling that promise. That means that you got to keep on asking sometimes. See, for the newcomer, maybe God does it to renew their faith or to strengthen them at that time. They, they need that. But for us that are old... Sometimes says, God, you know what? I know that you're going to be persistent. I know you're going to trust in me. And so I'm just not going to hand it over to you, but sometimes you're going to have to work. Oh, that, that word nobody likes on work. It's supposed to be easy street. Give your life to Jesus and easy street. I don't know whoever said that. That's not a gospel. Amen. That's a lie. Amen. Come on, you got to keep circling the promise. I mean, you got to keep on asking. But some things, listen, church, you're going to have to seek. Not through Google, but through the Word. Come on, there are things that you need to seek Him in, meaning that you're going to have to put a little bit more time. You need to seek His Word. You need to study His Word. Come on, you got to meditate on His Word. And you sometimes you need to just be still in silence, as we heard last week, in His Word. Be silent. There's things that you're going to have to work for, amen. And so some things you're going to, you're going to have to seek. But everyone who seeks, finds. Come on, if you want answers, I mean, you know, if you seek right through the word of God, you'll find it. It's here. 
It's here. And even Google knows sometimes it's here. Google knows the Bible. But see, Google don't have the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And so when you start to seek it in His Word, then the revelation of Christ comes upon you, and you get a deeper understanding than what Google will give you. See, Google just gives you an answer. Okay, but what does it mean? I bet you Google says, study the Bible. <laughs> you got to study, you got to seek, and when you seek, you find. And then there are times, church, that you're going to have to knock. Come on, somebody. somebody. Simply means that you're going to have to step out in faith, and you're going to have to go for it. You're going to have to go for it. You're going to have to claim it as it's already done. That is knocking. You're going to just go out there. I'm just going to knock, and that door is going to be open. I'm going to claim my promise. I'm going to stand on this healing. I'm going to stand on this whatever you're standing for. Amen. I'm going to knock. Amen. Because anyone who knocks, the door will be open. Come on, somebody. Listen, this, this, each of these threefold steps that Jesus is teaching us here, each step in faith, listen, in faith, receives. You got to have faith. I said, you got to have faith. You cannot be asking in, 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 on somebody's behalf. I ask in the name of Jesus how my pastor prays that I will receive something. You got to claim it for yourself. You got to say, I, I, I ask, I, I believe in the promises that are in your word, Lord. I, I come to my daddy uh, who hears my cries. Uh, he's close to the brokenhearted. Uh, he heals those that have been wounded. Amen. I come to you that I need healing. Uh, I need strength. Uh, I need you to show up and show out, God. I claim, I ask, come, Holy Spirit. And when you start to pray with that, with belief and faith, it comes, church. Don't we feel good when you can just... Pray like that, just, yeah. I don't know about you, but through prayer, when I stand in faith, man, I, I, I come out of my prayer closet like, whoo, that's right. I'm ready. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't love me right now, woman, but you'll love me tonight. <laughs> I claim it in Jesus' name. Come on. That problem's going to be gone. That argument's going to be gone. Come on. We have no time for arguments. Let's enjoy kingdom stuff. Let's enjoy the love and joy and peace and goodness and the dancing and singing. Just all that Pastor Joe said, you know, he loves coming to his house. Why? Because there's joy. There's dancing. There's singing. Amen. You got to take it home. Take it to your houses. Amen. Come on. Let the party keep on going at your house. Man, the party ensues again in your car. <laughs> and sometimes your spouse is happy and you're the one that blows it. Come on. Man, that was good. I'm still mad at you. Well, then that's how you start your day. Take it home. We're blessed, church. We don't have time for arguments. And there's, and there's nothing wrong with a good, healthy argument. There's nothing wrong with that. Because it makes up for good, happy makeup time, too. <laughs> So you need some arguments. Amen. I'm speaking to married people. <laughs> some of you guys are going to run with it in singles. Yeah, this fight. <laughs> Jesus is teaching us here that each step that we take, whether it's asking or seeking or knocking, 
These steps have to be done in faith. And when you do it in faith, you receive. Each circumstance, each situation is different. Come on, there are some that may request only asking. But then there are some that you're going to have to seek for. And there are some that you are, that required knocking church. Each one is different. You've got to align it, but you've got to start off with the asking part first. And God will take you to the seeking part. And then there are times that you're just going to have to claim it and knock. And say, God, you're going to open this door. I'm claiming it in Jesus' name. Just like my son was saying, you know what? You know, I'm going to ask. And there are certain restrictions in my life. Yes, I, can, I love to work for your company, but these are the restrictions that I, I need off. And so those are things that he's knocking. He says, I'm going to knock in faith. Somebody's going to give me a job to my benefit. Because if they give me a job to my benefit because I am a servant of God, they will have the blessed employee. They're, they're going to be blessed. Amen. I remember coming here and starting this job, and I came with the same request because that's what I taught my son. I, I came in and said, you know, well, this is what I want off. This is the days I want off and so forth. And I even told him before I ended the interview, if you hire me, you'll be blessed. Your company will be blessed. Yeah. Two weeks later, they called me. I said, how long? Why did it take, why did it take so long? Why did it take so long? <laughs> What's wrong with me, man? I am hungry. I smell that barbecue or pulled pork. There it is. I said it right. But when you do this threefold teaching that he's teaching his disciples here, you must believe in order to receive. In the passage of Scripture in Luke 11, 12 to 13, Jesus reinforces a point that God will respond to our petitions, to our prayers, only in kindness. Come on, first, in, in verse 13, it says that God is our Heavenly Father, right? Come on. He will do no less for His children than an earthly father would do. And second, that God is perfect. Can somebody say amen to that? Come on, he is a perfect God, so God would do much more than what a sinful person would do. In Matthew chapter 11, uh, 7, 11, says that God gives good gifts to his children. Here in Luke, it says that God gives us the Holy Spirit, which is promised. Listen, church, how God performs his miracles is his job. Come on, your job, somebody say my job is to keep circling that God-given dream, uh, keep circling your Jericho, uh, keep circling the prayers, amen, and watch God's promises come to pass. you got to keep going. Tell your neighbor, keep going. Tell your other neighbor, keep asking. you got to keep asking. If it doesn't come today, it doesn't mean it's over. Keep asking tomorrow. If it doesn't come in a week, guess what? Ask the following week. But you got to keep on asking, amen, because the time you stop asking is the time that delay comes. I want to ask till it comes to pass. I want to ask, and, and if it's urgent, then you got to get urgent. you got to have to just start knocking. You know what? I've asked. I, I, I seeked. I'm knocking now. I need this now. I need you to show up right here, right now, God, because I'm about to lose it. I'm about to blow it. I'm uh, Things in my mind are starting to creep in. God, I, I, I don't want to lose. God, help me right now. God, I need some strength right now. I need some. I need a sign. I need something that you're still with me. And when you ask him like that in faith, he'll always answer you. 
He may not bring the, the answer you're looking for, but let me tell you, he'll bring the, you know what, I'm on the scene, girl. Girl. <laughs> See, sometimes the girl gets our attention. Girl. And then he calls you daughter. Let's say, I'm right here, daughter. Daddy's never left. I've seen everything. I've seen everything that you're going through. I've seen every thought. I've seen every worry. I've just been waiting for you to call out to me. You're calling out to everybody else. You're mad at everybody else, but you're not talking to me. He says, I want to hear from you. I, I want you to call out to me. And when you ask of daddy, if you ask of me, I'm a good father, so I'm going to give you good things. I'm going to answer you the way you, you need to be answered, but you're going to know that it's love behind that. See, it's not our man-made plans that move the hand of God. God is moved by big dreams and bold prayers. That is what moves the hand of God. Amen. Somebody that has faith, that's been standing still, that knows that he is God, that stands in there in that gap and says, I will not be moved until you answer this. Remember like Jacob, I will not let go until you bless me. Come on. Sometimes some of you guys need to get a hold of God's leg and say, God, I'm not, I'm not moving. Let him drag you. Come on, and say, God, I'm not letting go until you bless me. Some of you guys got to get desperate like that, just like the, the, the woman with the issue of blood. She got desperate. She started, let me tell you, that was a knock there. And that prayer that she got answered, man, was a knock, amen, because she seeked, right, through doctors and still didn't get healed. She asked, she still didn't get healed. Say, I got desperate. She got desperate and said, today is the day I get healed. Get out of my way. He, she pushed herself through the crowd. Got today. He said, if I can just, that was her faith. If I can just touch him. Not even him, but just the hem of his garment. I know. She said, I know I will be healed. And she stretched out and her faith healed her. That's what Jesus said. Who, he turned around and said, who touched me? I mean, he knew who touched her. But she needed, she needed to step out in confession. It's, it was I. See, there was something wrong. She couldn't, she couldn't answer that because answering it would be, she's unclean. She shouldn't be out in the crowd. But Jesus said, who touched me? And what he says, your, what? your faith has healed you. See, sometimes you think it's God that needs to touch you. All it is is your faith. Faith in him. So all you need is faith. And you get healed. All you need is faith. And God answers. All you need is faith. And sometimes that kind of, that kind of knocking for God to open a door for you. Come on, somebody. But now only do we need to learn to listen. As Pastor Joe brought, man, wasn't that a powerful message last week? I love hearing Pastor Joe. But bringing forth that word that sometimes we can need. God's saying you need to you need to listen. But how many know that not only do we need to listen, but we need to wait. Come on, somebody. How many like here? How many like waiting here? Come on, we're honest. None of us like waiting. Come on, somebody. When you're hungry, you're pushing people. Come on, you're cutting lines. You're you're doing what it is, amen. To, to get what you want. Nobody likes. Likes uh, to wait him. If we're all if we're all honest, we are impatient people. Come on, we don't like waiting. 
If you don't like, if, if you want to see that, just go to any fast food restaurant and look at people standing in line. It, it blows your mind, amen. People don't like to wait, amen. No one likes to, to, to be friendly. No one likes to be anything, amen. People cut off people, even in the drive-thru. And I'm one of them. <laughs> God help me, hallelujah. But there's times I'm hungry. Boom, I got here first. <laughs> I'm just being honest, amen. But I repent it, and sometimes I pay it forward. Come on, somebody. But if they get mad, if they do something to me, then hey, forget it. I'll buy their meal and take it. <laughs> and then they have to get in line again. Uh, he picked up your order. <laughs> That's wrong, amen. God's still working on me, okay? God's still working on me. But we don't like waiting, church. Especially when we're waiting for, for, for God to answer one of our prayers. But if we're not careful, listen, church. If we're not careful, we can manufacture a miracle of God. I'm telling you. Listen, when God's not answering our prayers right away, we try to answer them for him. Okay, this is what I believe God's going to want to do want me to do. We, we, we jump in. We try to manufacture a, a miracle, manufacture a prayer. We try to help God out. Just like the, the day when Moses took matters into his own hands and he killed that Egyptian. Remember that? Come on. He got ahead of God. And we too can get ahead of God. How many know that when we try to get do God's job for him, it always backfires? It always backfires. See, trying to get ahead of God cost Moses 40 years. 40 years. And even though, even then, then God redeemed those 40 years when he spent tending his, uh, his father-in-law's sheep. Remember? On the backside, amen. Uh, he was getting him ready to tend his sheep. Come on, he redeemed them. In those 40 years, he redeemed them. That way he prepared them for the people of Israel to lead them out of, out of bondage. So Moses spent 40 years because he went ahead of God. And before he was chosen to be the deliverer of Israel, he went ahead of God again, right? Come on, when he struck the rock, you remember when he, come on. And then spent another 40 years on the backside of the desert. 80 years lost because he went ahead of God. Tell your neighbor, don't get ahead. Come on, don't get ahead. Don't get ahead. You know, I don't think we got 80 years, amen. I think 80 years will be dead. <laughs> so don't get ahead of God, amen. Come on. But if you do, listen, if you get ahead of God, because all of us have got ahead of God at times. If you do, listen, and if you repent, God will always recycle your mistakes. Come on, somebody. God has recycled my mistakes and made them better. He takes the bad and makes them what? For the good. Hallelujah. So he recycles our, our mistakes if we repent. If we repent to him. Let's look at some unanswered prayers. You see, sometimes God doesn't answer our prayers, and then we try, like I said, we try to answer them for him. But it may be that you're circling some prayers that are wrong. Come on, you're, you're a prayer thought that was God's will and it wasn't God's will? Come on, somebody. Come on, now, come on, we pray for the wrong thing. We're circling the, the wrong things for the, the wrong reasons. And I'm here to let you know God will not answer those type of prayers. Come on, listen, ladies, ladies, ladies in the house. You can't pray for Robert Downey Jr. Or whoever you think is cute. 
to come to our church, get saved, that you can date him and then get married. God is not going to answer that prayer. He's not going to answer that prayer, church. James chapter 4, 2 to 3 says this, yet you don't have what you want, listen, because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because of your motives are all wrong. You want only what gives you pleasure. See, there's a problem right there. Sometimes we're praying these certain things and God's not answering because they're wrong motives. They're wrong motives. If we can be honest today, church, most of our prayers are for personal comfort. Right? More money, better house, better car. It's comfort. Come on, somebody. See, we pray for comfort rather than for God's glory. Come on, somebody. Come on, are you anybody here praying for God's glory? God, well, God, I pray for some things that will give you glory. God, I pray that, Lord, you will bless me with money for I can give you glory, for I can do something with that, for I can help the mission fields, for I can do some things, uh, whatever, whatever can give you glory. So rather than praying for personal comfort, we need to turn that around that we'll pray for things that will give God glory. Robert Downing Jr. is not going to give him glory, guys. It'd be great to see him saved and all that stuff, but it, it, come on. Come on, somebody. Let's give God glory. If God would answer those selfish prayers, listen, church, it would cut away the very purpose of God in our life. We will fail to learn the lessons that God is trying to teach us or the character that God is trying to shape us into. See, I thank God that I work for the prayers that I do because God builds my faith in him and it builds my character in him that I will not give up and I will not, I will not quit, but I will trust my God. Why? Because I know him and he's a good father and he'll treat me good and give me good gifts. Not in my time, but in his time. I'll stay faithful, God. I'll continue to serve you because I, that gives you glory, God. And in turn, God gives me some at times, the things I'm asking for. See, the second lesson to learn about prayer is this. That no doesn't always mean no. Sometimes no means not yet. Come on, somebody. Sometimes God's no is not a, a, a rejection. It can sometimes be a redirection. And sometimes God doesn't give you what you think you want, not because you don't deserve it, but because you deserve so much more. See, we're too, too quick to give up on God. Come on, if we can be honest. Come on, we are so quick. Some of us, man, God, I'm, I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast for a week. You better show up. And some of you guys just only pray, God, you better move this Sunday, and that's it. I'm not coming back next Sunday if you don't move right now. You know, we, we, we can't, we can't, we can't, and we give up on God so quickly, especially when he doesn't answer our prayers of when we want it or, or how we want it. See, maybe your deadline doesn't fit into God's timetable, or maybe it's just a divine delay. Come on. Come on, sometimes, you know what, that, that's just a divine delay. It's a, a divine promise. I mean, something, something's about to come, but God's just delaying it because he's fixing up a little bit better. He's adding some things to it, amen, to bless you. You know what I've learned through prayer is this. 
that we shouldn't be seeking the answers as much as we should be seeking God. We're seeking for things instead of God. And we got it the wrong way, church. We get over anxious. We get all crazy because our prayers don't get answer, answered. Amen. We, we, we want the, the microwave prayers. We want to just throw it in for 30 seconds. And we want an answer right there, right there, uh, right now. Amen. Instead of trusting God's timing or simply be still and trust God. Here's an important reminder, church, that if you seek answers, you won't find them. But if you seek God, the answers will find you. The answers will find you if you seek God. Church, there comes a point when you have prayed through and you have been persistent that you need to let go and simply let God. He's heard your petitions. He's heard your prayers. And you need to just continue to circle them and stand on them and say, God, whenever you want, I'll be waiting. But during the time of that wait, guys, I'm going to keep serving. I'm going to keep loving. I'm going to keep doing things that give you glory. And, you, and that's when you learn to, to be still in God. And that's when you learn to say, I'm just going to wait on you, God, because I don't want to rush you. And I don't want to rush this because I want it perfect. And when God does it perfect, let me tell you, coming out of the oven is a lot better than coming out of the microwave. Come on, somebody. Come on. Some of you guys so got so used to just microwave stuff. That's why we're spiritually out of shape. Come on, somebody. Come on. And I know that sometimes those things in the oven, we can pop in that microwave and it's, it's okay. But let me tell you, it's nothing's better than tasting that oven that just cooks and simmers. Come on, especially your barbecue. Oh, my Lord. Get some, get some tri-tip. Ooh, man. I'm hungry right now. Amen. Just get that. Just get it brewing inside there and just, and just don't touch it. Wait. Don't even open the lid. Wait. You got this four hours or eight hours or whatever it is. But, whoa, when it comes out and you're licking your lip. See, sometimes we need to lick our lips for God. God, I can't wait. You, mm, till you bless me. Mm, I know it's good. Mm, yeah. I can taste it, God. I can taste it. Come on. You got to taste it. Come on, somebody. Some of you guys don't, don't even go through that. You, you don't build an anticipation. You don't build a, a hunger. You just, I want it now, 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 now. Give me my happy meal. I want to be happy. Come on. You want, you'd rather settle for a $3 meal than a, you know what, a $100 steak. Hallelujah. Come on. Now, let me tell you, I'll wait for the $100 steak. I'll wait for that God. I know when I cut into it, mmm, yes. I'm going to taste the glory of God. It's going to be good, God. Oh, man. You showed up again and showed out. Amen. God, this was the best meal I ever tasted. But some of you guys got to lick your lips. Some of you guys, your lips are, you're so dry, man. You've been sucking on lemons instead. Hey, I'm just waiting on God. Come on, build it up. Come on, Thanksgiving's coming, right? Turkeys. Come on, we're like, is it done? Is it done yet? We're hungry. God wants to see that in you. God, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for you. I'm hungry for your promise, God. I'm hungry, God, to move in my life. God, I'm hungry for you. I want to do more. For God, I'm hungry. I waited. I waited. I can feel it, God. I can smell it, God. I want it. See, God's looking for people like that. Like we're people that we want God to come to us. 
So we just sit in our chair and say, I'm just waiting for the man of God to speak over me. Uh, we all like it when they call us out. I'm, Sister, come on. Oh, stop calling me. Today's the day. Today's the day. Oh. Stand there all ready for that word. And God has been very disappointed in you. He'll speak to you sometimes. You want to get called out? <laughs> well, come on. He'll speak to you sometimes. Sometimes, you know what? It's not what you intended, what you want to hear, but it's something that you need to hear. Come on, somebody. God's a good God. Don't have to let go and let God. How do you do that, Pastor? By resisting the temptation to manufacture your own answer. For your own prayer. You need to decide. I decided a long time ago, church, I'm going to keep praying till the promise comes. Till that answer comes. I, I don't care how it comes, Lord, when it comes, Lord. You know what? I, 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 I've been a new convert, and God has moved quickly in my life, and he's done things like that. And, and when, I, when they stop coming quickly, I'm like, what's going on here? Hey, man, I thought we had a connection. We're cool. And, and, and there was things that he was teaching me. I got to teach you some things now, son. I got you now. I got to teach you some things. Teach me how to be persistent in my prayer. Teach me how to fight for, for, for things in my life. And it wasn't for comfort. It was for my marriage. It was for my wife. It was for my children. It was for my home. I started to change the prayer life. I started to align it to his will. I, I started to pray, not my will, but thy will be done. And he started to show me kingdom business for my house. He goes, let me get your house in order, son. And then I'll bless you. Then I'll do these things. I'll, I'll add on to you. And let me tell you, I don't ask daddy of nothing. Amen. Daddy just gives them to me. He just, he just, he's a, he just comes one day and he has a bow and he goes, here you go. So for me, what I do? I love you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> go ahead. Open it up. Okay. Oh, oh, yes, it fits. And I get excited with those surprises that he comes. And, and, and I'm not asking for it. I'm not, I've been waiting for it. I, I just line my thing to kingdom business. And he brings the things that I need for my life to make things easier for me. He'll bless me. You know, on our 10-year anniversary, man, I was like, I was trying to do these things. I was trying to change. I was a laptop. And then you guys blessed me with an iPad. And then after a while, you blessed me with another iPad. I said, God, you're so good. <laughs> Why? I want to make it a little easier for you. I know that you work, son. This can help you out a little better. Help me to structure things a little better. You know, instead of having scribbles everywhere. Because you're, you're an organized son. You're, you like things in order, so this is from me to you, but I just use your people to pay for it. I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> you got love on you. So I, I, I just see kingdom business church, and he gives me stuff. And he surprises me, and he just comes and blesses me. I say, God, you shouldn't have. He goes, yeah, but I love you. I know you, God. I'm your favorite, huh? <laughs> he goes, shh, don't tell nobody. <laughs> but he does that for you, too. See, the thing with God, everyone can be his favorite. That's how big God is. See, I'm going to keep circling the promise till it comes because I still believe, church. Do we have any believers in the house? 
Come on, I still believe that God is going to answer my prayers uh, somehow, uh, some way, uh, someday, uh, whenever time he wants, God. Uh, I'm going to believe, I'm going to stand, I'm going to wait, church. Because when I stand on that and when you stand on that, when you learn to be still and know that he's God, God comes out of nowhere and delivers you a holy surprise. Surprise! You remember this? You remember you were asking for this? I, I didn't, I didn't, my, death, my ears weren't deaf. I heard you. I, 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 here it is. And you're like, oh, I forgot about that. And I'm like, wow. He remembered. Right, ladies? Don't you like it when your husband remembers? Oh, he remembered I like that. You know, when it comes to, I hate the malls. <laughs> I'm in retail. I, I, I don't. When I'm off of work, I don't want to deal with public <laughs> sometimes. Amen. But I go to my wife because she likes to shop. She likes to go out. And, and so I'll look at her. And when she says, look, babe, I like this. And I say, okay. And I start adding my Christmas list or my birthday list or whatever it is. And, okay, babe, yeah, yeah, listen, that's nice. Can you put this away from me? I'll be back next week. And then she'll get it out. You remembered. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Points are added for me. God remembers. God remembers, church. Church, anything can happen. You never know how or when or where God will answer your prayer. Prayers that adds element. Listen, prayer adds element of surprise to your life. It's more fun than a surprise party or a surprise gift from someone. In fact, prayer turns your life into a party and a gift. Come on. I'm telling you, prayer is a key, church. You got to pray. I, I, we stress prayer here. Morning prayer, you know, war room prayer, Saturday morning prayer, prayer, whatever it is, pray, 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 because becomes a, a party, becomes a, a gift. I mean, God has surprised me throughout my entire walk with him. He never ceases to blow my mind. I'm just in all of the mysterious ways that God works. I have learned, listen, I have learned to expect the unexpected. Come on, I learned to expect the unexpected. Come on, uh, come on that promise still stands. Don't give up. Expect the unexpected. See, God always has a holy surprise up his sleeves. And the only thing that I can predict with absolute certainty is this, church. The more you pray, the more holy surprises come your way. Come on, somebody. You keep praying, let me tell you, you get more, you get more promises, you get more blessings if you keep praying. You never know how or when or, or where God's going to answer, but one prayer leads to another, which leads to another, and where it takes you, church, no one knows except the one that knows it all. You keep seeking God. You keep praying to God. You, you trust in God. And let me tell you, it'll come, it'll come, but, but when it comes unexpected, God is the best surprise. You get that report from the doctor saying you're healed. Cancer-free. Come on, somebody. Come on. You keep circling, trusting God, not complaining to God, but say, God, I'm just going to learn. Let me tell you, he comes with that kind of holy surprise. You thought, man, this is what I'm going to live with. No, no, it's done. It's gone. 
How do I can't explain it? But it's not there. Why? That's a holy surprise. Come on. You can't just look at and base it because it happens to one person, it won't happen to you, or it still hasn't happened to you. You need to keep circling it as it does happen. You got to keep knocking, church. I want mine today. God, I need mine. Just like that persistent woman with the issue of blood, I want mine. If they can have it, I want it. Church, as I bring this to a close, because I smell the barbecue. If you want God to surprise you, how many want surprises from God? Come on, lift your hands if you want a surprise. You got to lift it in faith. You got to lift it with confidence. You can't just, here we go again. No, no, no. You got, I'm still standing. Come on, lift up your hand. Let God see it. You're standing right here. God, I want a, I want a holy surprise in my life. I want you to do something in my life, God. I, I, I'm standing and I'm believing, God. I raise my hand in confidence, God. I, I don't know when. I, I don't know how. I don't know what you're going to do. But, God, I'm going to believe in that. I'm going to trust in that. I'm going to hold on to that. I raise my hand believing that, God. I, I trust in you, Father God. And I will continue doing what I need to do, Father God. I, I will continue to give you all the glory, Father God. Even in the midst of where I'm at right now, I'm going to continue, Father God, and I'm going to circle this. So you got to hold your hand. See, the thing is with us, our hand gets tired. Okay, Pastor, that it? Can I put it down? Can I put it back down? Some of you guys are like, oh, I'm not sure. Did I put something on? And we, we stand because we, 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 I look pretty silly right here. But sometimes you got to be silly for God. I'm silly enough to believe for, for my miracle. I'm silly enough to, you know what, to act like a fool for Jesus. Come on. You, sometimes, you, you like I said, are you willing to take the risk even if it makes you look like a fool? Come on, I'm ruling God. You know what? I'm going to stand. I'm going to declare it to my coworkers. I'm going to declare it to those and say, you know what? I'm going to hang on and go, ah, and people are laughing at you at church or at work and saying, you can't do that. It's not going to happen. I'm going to stand on it. So I hold my hand on because I trust you. Okay, you can put it back down. It's work, right? You feel it now? And all you're doing is lifting up your hands. <laughs> and we're already complaining. You can't even lift up your hand and say, God, I want it. God, I want it. If they don't want it, I want it. <laughs> but it's work. You can feel it. it. It is work. As simple as that is. Sometimes waiting, sometimes promising, sometimes just standing, believing. It's just like raising your hands. Say, God, I'm going I'm to I'm stay here until you move. I'm going to stand here until you do what you need to do, God. I trust in you. You're a good God. And if it's not right now, help me to get away this, 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 uh, this attitude that I'm building. Because sometimes I have an attitude standing there. Come on, come on, let's be honest. Come on, we're, we're, we're getting angry, God. Why, why? And we get, now we, we come to him all good, and, and then during the time we're raising, why, 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 why is it taking so long? But I'm going to raise my hand, God. For some of us, we got to say, you know, God, I, I'm getting tired, God. This is hard. 
but I'm going to keep lifting. I'm going to keep trusting. I'm going to keep believing, God. I'm not putting this hand down to you. Move, God. I don't care if it hurts. I don't care if it costs me time or, or, or I'm, I'm going to lift it up, God. What did they do for Moses? Remember that? He got tired, right? What happened? Leadership came around him and started to lift his hands. Let me tell you, you lift your hands and when you get tired, that's what the church will do for you. That's why it's so important to be in the house of God. That is why it's so important to, to be around fellow believers because they'll support you and say, you know what, don't give up right now. I'm going to lift it up for you. I'm going to lift it up. And then all of a sudden you get people around you lifting you up. Because they're believing in you. They're trusting in God. They say, God has a plan for you. Don't give up. Don't blow it. Come on, don't, don't. Come on. God has a plan in your heart. Yeah, you're young, but God can still use you. Uh, come on, I don't care what the, the, your, your, uh, your, your schoolmates are telling you. Schoolmates. Your <laughs> Do we use that word anymore? People at school. Classmates. God's going to use you. Don't give up. I'm going to hold you up. I'm going to believe in you, brother. I'm going to trust God to do what he needs to do in his life because he's not done. What he stirred in your heart in that conference, that you it's still there. It's still there. We're going to rekindle it, man. We want to lift you up. And that's what we do. We lift up each other. Don't be embarrassed to ask for help. Don't be embarrassed if you... Because there are times that we're going to sink a little. Come on. The world's sin makes us think, church. And so we're, we're not here. God, God, God sat with the sinners. God didn't, God didn't sit with them and say, oh, you guys stink here, man. No, God says, I want to be in this stink. I want to be here to help you out. I, I, I'm not embarrassed by what you did. If you call out to me, I'll forgive you. Uh, come on, I'll, I'll put you on the right path. I'm here for you, not against you. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to save you. And so he comes and says, lift up your hands. I'm not embarrassed. No, 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 I don't care. I have forgiven you. And he reminds us how good he is. Come on, somebody. God wants to surprise you. But you have to give up control. Come on. Get your hands off it. So many of us are just holding on. And we're trying to make it happen. And says, God, only I can do that. Take your hands off it. Give up control. Some of us want to be in control so much. Even with God. We want to control the situation. We want to control the environment. We want to control everything. God says, let me do it. Give up control. See, if you're going to be still, that, that means you give up your control. <laughs> that means you give it up. You give, you give up your rights. You give up everything. Come on, you know that you were bought with a high price. Hallelujah. You're supposed to honor God. Come on, you give up control. Give up your life because he gave up his for you. But when you do, church, you will begin to see God move uncontrollable ways in your life. Anything can happen at any place at any time. Amen? Come on, let's all stand.